we're going to go ahead and get started with our annual meeting 2020. Uh, the card's been passed out, Paul. Are we good on that? Okay, everyone should have a little kind of business card thing, which is something I'll talk about at the end, so don't, don't need to look at that now. Uh, but just thanks for sticking around. And so just an overview of what to expect. Uh, this is kind of a time, again, to share kind of some updates. This is kind of, um, kind of a state of the union, state of the church uh, kind of address. We do this every year, and, and sometimes that's uh, more perfunctory. But, but today we feel like this is actually a very significant moment in our life together as a congregation. Uh, and so I'm gonna, we're, we're hoping to end around noon. We'll do our very best there. And I know some people might have work obligations or family obligations. And so at that time, if you need to leave, you're welcome to do so. We'll take a quick break, and then we'll have a time for a questions, answers, discussion for anyone who wants to stick around. But we just, again, want to honor everyone's time uh, in that. But as, as we're talking, I'm going to be speaking mostly with Nate. Nate, our treasurer, is going to do a brief presentation. And so as a question comes up, you might write on something or on your phone or maybe a connect card just so you can remember that if you wanted to stick around for Q&A. Um, but again, just thank you. Um, for being here, and so again, this is kind of a kind of a state of the union, and, and as I mentioned, uh, that I, I believe this is a, a defining moment for where we are, and and many of our leaders that we've been praying, we feel like the Lord's uh, saying this is we're kind of entering into a new season, uh, and that God has many great things in store, uh, but of course, as I shared, that there's also every time God God leads you into one of those pivotal moments, that this is also a time that calls for response on our, our part, and so that's our sense as, as we step into this. Uh, today. But the first question is, you know, if this is sort of a state of the union, sort of a state of the church, how, how are we doing? And, and so really the, the, the big headline is that God is at work, that God is on the move. We are seeing God do just amazing, amazing things. And I would say in every area except for one, there is so much health, there is so much life. And we'll talk about what that one is. We're, I'm all about transparency. Um, so much life. Uh, we're seeing people come to faith both inside the church, outside the church, even just this past week. Um, um, we, we've seen this, this past year at least one person get off the streets, uh, uh, crucially through our laundry shower ministry, that that was instrumental in that. Uh, we've seen many people come back to faith. We've seen many people come back to church uh, after being de-churched for years. Um, that there are just so many stories of people encountering God in, in so many ways. And so for me, I kind of, I just want to share just, I'm sharing just a few highlights, just kind of like, you know, the guys who came back from the promised land with that giant thing of grapes, you know, that they're carrying. I just want to kind of share you some of the fruit so you can have a sense of that as we gather together. Our kids, I just have to tell you, my wife is just doing such an amazing job with our children's ministry. So let's thank Anzi. I don't know where she is. There she is. Um, you just, she's like our secret weapon. You have no idea. I have no idea, but also I'm so thankful there, 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 uh, there are many people also stepping in now. Stephanie Turner, thank you so much for stepping in, serving in a deeper way there. It means so much. Um, uh, we, we just seen people impacted in deep ways by God. I've had people tell me in the past year things like, I now believe for the first time that God loves me. People who've been in the church for years, it like when that penny drops, like that will change a person's life. That, that, that is, I mean, it's just hard to put a, a price tag on how precious and priceless that is. Uh, um, we've seen uh, s several stories of, of people experiencing healing. I've heard multiple stories of people experiencing emotional healing. Some, a lot of that through prayer, but even one person literally during communion, like they had a vision of Jesus on the cross and they experienced this deep emotional healing. Like there's been amazing things. We've seen some physical healing happen. Uh, so excited about that. We see our church is growing in relationships and community. Uh, the new small groups that Dennis and Carrie have pioneered have been such a big win. Let's thank Dennis and Carrie for that. Yeah. 
and, and through that, we've been growing deeper in community. Uh, I, I've had so many people share me, and some, one, one uh, young lady who uh, graduated from Biola and had moved uh, in December, she just came to me with tears in her eyes saying that this has been such a family for me, and this is now I know what I'm looking for in a church when I move now. And so there's been a sense of family that's, that's continued to deepen here. We've seen people, you know, we've grown in our following of Jesus together uh, through our small groups and through other ways. Um, we, we've seen people experience hope and love and dignity through our laundry shower ministry. It's not just about a meal. It's not just about a shower. We're seeing people experience the love and mercy and kindness of God, and that is impacting lives. Um, for me, there, there's one story that really uh, struck, with, struck, struck me. Um, okay. Well, that struck me. I, if I ever have a question, I run by my wife. I'm like, no, we're good. Okay, we're good. Okay. No. <laughs> no. Um, so um, one story that... Um, um, that for me has stuck with me so much as pastor. So this was another Sunday like this one where I had a plan and I really felt as I prayed, God totally let me just totally scrap my plan and to do something different. I felt this particular Sunday to preach on depression and anxiety and even to address suicidality. And I shared very vulnerably from my story and that felt like a little bit of a risk. But that afternoon, someone emailed me and she said, I want you to know that I was gonna take my life. I had everything in place. I was gonna do it, but because of how I encountered God today, through the message, through the service, I decide not to do that. This person got help. This person is still here with us. This, this, we, we've seen little, God literally save lives. And so it's like, how, how do you put a price tag on that? How do you put a price tag on someone coming into the kingdom of God? How do you put a price tag on all the things we're seeing God do in our midst? It is just, uh, just so all to say, just like for me, it's just like this giant thing of grapes we're carrying in here today as we begin this meeting. Just this God is moving in so many ways and, and we're just so... Uh, thankful. Now, a, a lot of these things, they're, they're stories. You can't quantify that. Things we can quantify uh, in terms of our attendance for, for the first part of this year. We've, our church has grown 12% net year over year. We're up to the time period. Most churches are shrinking by that amount or more each year in America. We're, so we're seeing growth every year. So it's something we're celebrating. Um, but that's just to kind of give you a, a big picture sense. Things are going really well. There's, there's so much abundance in fruit and fruit and ways we're seeing God at work that we're celebrating. And, and uh, myself and some of our other leaders have we prayed, we feel like the Lord's saying that this is going to be a time of growth, that God actually has so much more. And the thing about first fruits, that just the first fruits, that means there's more. And so we're just really excited. And that's kind of my tone. That's my heart kind of coming into this new season. Just really excited to see all that God has in store. Now tied to this, one of the things that, that our leaders feel like God has been saying is that in order to truly step into the reality of what he has for us, that we actually need more help, we need more people, and specifically we need more leaders. And so that's something we've been, we've been praying into because God's given us a big vision, so therefore that means we, we need a big team to help us in that. So even though it was Caleb and Joshua, but the, the next generation actually went with them into the promised land. They still needed an army with them, right? And so that's what God is, God is kind of raising up among us. And so some things we're celebrating uh, with that today. Now, this isn't exhaustive. There's more, but a few things I just wanted to highlight for you ways we're celebrating God's raising up leaders among us. So uh, in the past year, we, we've uh, taken on a new treasurer. And for the first time ever, we have like a numbers guru as our treasurer, the one, the only, Nate Smith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He is a newly minted CPA, so I can't tell you the joy in my heart when I talk to him. I was like, oh, can you tell me about your Excel formulas? Like, let's just, let's talk. This is so good. This is so good. It's like part of my love. That's why I've got these weird sides. I'm, you know, farmer, philosopher, numbers. I, it just, it's, I'm weird. So anyways, 
So I, I'm, I totally get that. We're so thankful. Uh, many uh, new small group leaders have been raised up through our, our new small group. So if you led a small group either in uh, the fall or even in the winter, would you just, I know not everyone's here today, but would you just maybe stand for a minute? We just want to thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you for sowing into the lives in this church. It means so much. Uh, worship team, uh, more people from our church. We've got many just amazing friends in the area who are musicians, but many uh, more people have been getting involved from the church. We're so excited about that. And, and one in particular, uh, we're excited about our friend Abby Corum, who was initially just a friend who just came in to help us out, but she was so impacted by what God's doing here. She decided to call this church home. She's gotten involved in our small groups. And so, Abby, you just, would you stand? We just want to thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Abby. So we're just, we're just, so, just so blessed to have her as part of our worship team and helping lead us into God's presence. Uh, a couple that um, I can hardly talk about because I just I, I tear up, but um, uh, there's a couple in this church that's so special and uh, you have no idea the depth of sacrifice and the love that they've poured out. Uh, they, they now see, oversee our benevolence, but it's Barb and Tom Thompson's. Where are you, Tom? Would you stand up? When I grow up, I want to be like Barb and Tom. I'm so serious. You have no idea how they've come along and just poured out their lives caring for David DeGrazzi, a friend in our church who's got late-stage brain cancer. And they're just amazing. Thanks, you guys. It means so much. Um, so, okay, shift gears, shift gears, shift gears. So this is a, a, a big joy headline. Um, one of the biggest headlines of the day so excited. I've been waiting. To... <laughs> we felt like, so again, we felt like God's saying, and it's so clear that you, you need a bigger team to do this. To step into this land, I'm calling it, you need a bigger team. Uh, and in particular, even at the senior level. And so, thinking, wow, like our budget's really tight and how does that work? Well, God's done this amazing thing and he's actually raised up from within our church an amazing couple who is going to join our staff team. They actually just started. It's been secret, but they've already started. <laughs> and people we all, if you've been here any length of time, we all know and love, Dennis and Carrie Cruz. Yeah! Woo! And I just have so much to share on this. Um, goodness. Um, so they are going to be joining as assistant pastors because we feel like that's just putting a label on what is already true. <laughs> and we're, we're discerning what all that means in terms of ordination, but for now, they're gonna be licensed lay pastors through a diocese, so they're lay pastors, but they will really be carrying a lot of weight, and they already are, but this is just the next promotion for them in their journey. Uh, and, and just for, so you might wonder why, well, again, we've got a big vision, so that means we need a big, uh, capable team. Uh, secondly, as you may, some of you know, I, I'm, I'm not just a pastor. I, I work more than full-time uh, ministering in and through this church, but I also have another job. Uh, I've got, a, I've got a, an amazing wife. I've got two amazing girls. And so that means I'm a busy dude. And, and you can kind of do all that for a time, but what God's been showing me is that, that that was good for that season. We're stepping into a new season where he wants me to have a healthier rhythm of life um, so that I can be in this deal for the long haul and so that I can actually focus on the core of my call, which is not to wear every hat, but to wear some hats. And that's actually going to free up more gifting. Thank you. Yeah, let's celebrate that. Let's celebrate that. <laughs> and so that's actually going to release more 
by way of gifts and leadership. And, and so I'm just like, for me, I'm excited. I'm like, yeah, let's do this. And so I have so much uh, excitement around this. So that's, that's part of it. Also, like, I really feel with Dennis and Carrie coming on board that this is not, it's not just about taking stuff off my plate. It's also like helping us, again, step into the future. It's not, we're not in maintenance mode. Again, we've got, we've got a call. We've got a mission. It's not just about maintenance and we got our little church. And no, like, we've got a mission. We, we've got a call to reach a city, to reach a region. So they're really going to help us step into that together. So excited to see what all God has has in store. Um, and just so you know, so as we're going to find out in a moment, like our budget's really tight. So just so you know, like they're mostly, Dennis and Carrie, volunteering their time. We're giving them a little something to help pay for health insurance. They they pay out of pocket. But this is this is what it takes to plant a church. It takes sacrifice. It takes faith. It takes courage. And they are helping lead that ex- with with the example of their lives. And so I just I want you to know that that that's what this takes. Um, so just so excited, uh, goodness, um, goodness. Uh, practically, um, so we're still figuring out like who's doing what, who, who's on first, and and uh, and. Uh, <laughs> So, um, so practically, things will just proceed as normal. You have a pastoral need, reach out to Paul, hello at thevineoc.com, and he will get you in touch with the right person. And I think uh, over time, they'll be taking more weight in terms of the day-to-day, so I can focus more on big picture, uh, my, my, my call to, to preach the word and some of these things. Uh, but uh, I'm still here and fully, full, fully involved. But just all that to say, practically, things will carry on pretty much as normal. But you'll see them, you'll see them up front more, you'll see them serving in different ways. And so I just, I just, I asked you to pray for them actually because what I've always found is that when God calls you to something especially kind of a, a, a step up like this into a call that also there's going to be pushback so would you please hold them up in prayer hold our church in prayer but would you especially in this season hold Dennis and Carrie up in prayer I know they would appreciate that so much uh, so excited um, goodness such a big win um, so that's one of the biggest headlines for the day and, and again the main headline God is at work seeing amazing fruit uh, so much to celebrate, but there is a challenge we face, and 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 uh, I, and I think it's really important that we be, be transparent uh, about these things. Caleb, he wasn't again; he wasn't going like la 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 la. There are no armies in the promised land. No, no, no. And by the way, no land worth taking uh, doesn't have giants in it. There is no land worth your life. There's nothing, no destiny that God has that doesn't have some giants in it. So for me, when I say giants, I say, cool, we could see God take down some giants. That, that's my idea. It's not like, oh no, they're giants. And it's like, yeah, cool. I get a front row seat to watch God work. I get a front row seat to watch God do something that I can't do on my own, but he can, because that's who he is. And so for me, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, there's a challenge and we're going to be transparent uh, about that. And, and it's a financial challenge. Um, that, that's really, again, fruit and like growth and life in every area. This is the one area where it's just like, wow, this is really, this is, this is really hard, but I have full confidence that we can meet this together. Uh, so just a little bit of backdrop so you can understand before Nate comes up. So you need to understand what, 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 how it looks like financially, what the model is when you plan a church. So it's kind of like starting a business. You need some initial seed capital or you need some outside you know, investors or angels, as they call them in the venture capital world, uh, to really help get something started. As you know, this is a very high cost place to live, to do, to do business, to do ministry. Uh, and so I had to raise, I've had to raise this journey, literally hundreds of thousands of dollars. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. There are people who, who have kingdom vision outside this church who've given deeply, sacrificially so that we could be here today. 
And that was all about so we could reach a people with the love, with the gospel of Jesus Christ, so we could see his kingdom go forward and see lives change. And so what that looks like is so that the first year, it means like most of your, most first year of a church, most of your income comes from outside the church, typically, right? Uh, and then there's a little bit that obviously comes in from the church. And then the next year, you hope those proportions start to change next year. Eventually, you kind of get parity, and then you get so more of your income comes from inside the church, uh, but still some from the outside. And then the goal is to get to self-sustainability, right? Uh, and, and so that's, that's the journey we've been on. Now, back in the day, pre-2008, uh, pre-like insane inflation uh, in places like Southern California, urban areas, that people used to kind of shoot for three to five years as a runway towards self-sustainability. And that can happen. I have seen that happen, but that's becoming increasingly a very rare thing. Uh, and, and just so you know, uh, th- th- this is a very hard thing uh, that, that, that God has called us to do. And again, I don't, I don't, I'm not at all intimidated by that because he called us. And, 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 but increasingly what I'm saying is, is taking seven, eight years. Uh, and, and, and so we'll, we'll, I'll share maybe some examples of that. And so where we are, though, we're, we're kind of in this time. We're seven and a quarter years past uh, uh, when we launched uh, weekly services. And so this is that means, and I really feel like God very clearly, like this is that time for us, is that transitional moment. Just like the people of Israel, they went from relying on manna from heaven, this miraculous provision. They went in this moment and said, I'm asking you to invite and I'm inviting you into your destiny, which is the promised land. But that means there's going to be a shift. It's going to be less passive. It's going to be more involved. That means you're going to need to dig in, that you need to cultivate the ground, and then you're going to bring that. And, and so we're, we're at this moment as a people where God is actually calling us into maturity. And for me, that is exciting. And as I've prayed about this, I, I feel like even though there's a challenge that, that we face, and Nate's going to talk about this, that this is not, a, again, God's not up in heaven word like, oh, myself. Like, what? Like, like oh, no, like, uh, what's going to happen here? I'm so worried. Oh, no. Like, what? No, like, actually, I really believe that God's hand is all in this, because what he wants is not just an outcome. He could snap his fingers, we would be financially self-sustainable overnight. You know how easy that is for him? He could sneeze and we could be overflowing in money. But he cares about more than just an outcome. He cares about you and he cares about me. He cares about our hearts. He cares about our surrenderedness to him. He cares about our growth into maturity. And he declares that we become people who look like him. And he will not enable us to anything less than that. Anything. So this is that moment for us. Again, we've had an awesome moment, but this is that moment. And for me, there's nothing but a sense of God's invitation. Last week, I felt like I heard the Lord say, this is not a crisis. This is an invitation. This is a call to go deeper. And that's where I feel like we are. And so Nate's going to share some numbers. And initially, look, look they're going to be sobering. And uh, we've been transparent this whole journey. But again, for me, it's like this, this is a moment that's pregnant with potential uh, and, and so Nate's going to share some numbers, and he's a numbers guy. I'm a numbers guy. And so I said, a good friend really counts me so wise. He's like, keep it simple. Because he's like, well, you know, he's a church kind of planning coach kind of guy. And, and he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, here, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh my gosh. He said, you already lost me. I'm like, okay. So Nate, here's what we got to do. Nate, we're going to try to keep it simple. And, and so we're, we're trying our best here. Uh, but if you have any questions, again, there's a time for Q&A. Uh, and also we have open books. Uh, and, and so if you ever have any like, detailed questions, we can, we can send you. Know, what's hard is if you're not a super numbers guru or know all the context, it can be hard to know how to interpret, right? And so that's why Nace is going to share some numbers, but also a little bit of interpretation. And then I'll come back up and share a bit of a broader, again, theological context for where we are and our sense of God's invitation in that. Uh, um, I have no uh, doubt that we can meet this together. But, but again, we also do want to... Um, share with you where we are in the challenge we face so we can face that squarely, okay? So would you please join me welcoming up our dear friend, Nate Smith. Mm-hmm. 
Hi, guys. Uh, good morning, everyone. My name is Nate Smith. Uh, I'm, I sit on the church council as our treasurer, and it's a pleasure to be with you here today. Uh, I wrote out a script because Michael knows I'm a loose cannon. Uh, <laughs> Jeannie knows I'm a loose cannon. <laughs> Let's be honest. We don't want me going off script. Um, and I, I'm also doing that because there's financial information I just want to make sure we hit today, um, and uh, I just want to make sure we kind of get it all down. So I'm going to try to go quickly. At the same thing, I'm not going to share everything. If you have particular questions, I have no problem sitting down with anyone. We can open up the church financials. I can show you how the numbers work. Uh, but what you're going to see is kind of my analysis by trade. I'm a public accountant, so I work with budgets and forecasts all the time. Um, and so hopefully we're going to kind of walk through that. So I'm going to go off my script now. So my portion of the annual meeting is to walk you through the financials. I'm sure each and every one of you, if you were to ask what kind of story surrounds our church, you'd have an idea. Maybe something like the Vine Orange County is a missional church that has been dedicated to developing its people and their spiritual walk and being a missionary church to North Orange County. Well, I'm here to show you, uh, I'm here this morning to show you what our story, the story our numbers say about us and what you and want you to see if it comports with the story that you have in your head and the story that Michael shares up here on the pulpit every Sunday. So here's a roadmap of what we're going through this morning. Go to the first slide. We'll start with 2019 giving compared to what we budgeted um, and what position we ended up in this year. Then we'll move on to what changes we made from 2018 to 2019 to try to give the church as much, a bit, as much budgetary leeway as we could. Then we'll begin to discuss what needs we have going forward in a, into 2020 and the reason behind our changes. Then we'll end with what we'll see we'll need to continue on through our amazing story of growth in the coming year. So the column on, you can go to the next slide. I forgot to put that in my script. The column on the right sh side shows what we budgeted for 2019 for giving. Something I want to mention right off the bat is that our giving is separated into two primary categories. That's internal giving and external giving. Some of you may not be aware, but our church is only about eight years old, something like that. Um, that means that our church uh, was planted eight years ago in order to get church plants off the ground. Like Michael said, you need outside donors to help fund a building, compensation, and other needs. Each year, a church needs to become more self-sustaining, and the ratio of external giving to internal giving should be decreasing. That's not exactly what we've seen in previous years. We are so grateful to God for this, this external giving, because this external giving has been a sign that we are following God's direction, and that he's been encouraging us in our mission as the Vine OC. For example, Pastor Michael went to a local pastor's conference in the area when our church had a strong need for about $10,000 in cash. One of the pastors there was given a word by God that his church was supposed to give our church a check for $10,000 in cash, the exact amount we needed to make it through the spot where we were at that time. At other times throughout the year, God also put it on our heart, on the heart of two other churches to write checks to us as well. And these are just a few of the stories. I want to reiterate that we love it when God provides for us, but we also want to be the kind of church that can provide for others and give to others as God has given to us. In order to do that, this ratio of external giving to internal needs to go down. As you can see, our internal giving, that's the top line, general ties and offerings, our internal giving fell short this year of what we budgeted. And the reason we were able to avoid an even greater net loss, as you can see at the bottom of the screen, uh, for the year was due to the sovereign mercy of God in his external giving to us above and beyond what we really should have been able to get this year. And our implementation of an austerity budget for 2019 We'll go into that on the next slide. To sum it up, we're so grateful for God's mercy to us and grace in 2019. But at the current rate, we are not on the road to sustainability. Next, we'll talk about how church leadership responded in terms of costs in 2019. So that'll be the next slide. This slide shows our 2019 budget in comparison to our 2018 budget. 
We knew that with changes in our church, such as moving buildings and several church members moving away, that we needed to go into 2019 giving ourselves the best chance we could to have some, pay, some space and time for our new members to take root and for our giving to increase. If you look at the biggest increase, at the increase decrease column, you can see that in every category, we have cut the budget back for an average of 20% across the board. The biggest impact went to compensation for our three primary employees, Michael, Paul, and Alma. I have to take a stop here and share something that weighs heavily on church council's hearts in each meeting, and particularly mine. We are so grateful to our staff for making this sacrifice in 2019. But we are greatly grieved by what had to happen. To be fully candid with you, Michael and Ansley forfeited all compensation they were going to receive from our church in 2019. Not only that, they continued to give money from Michael's full-time job to help support the church. This was supposed to be a temporary measure, and we were hoping to reinstate all pay as giving picked up in the year, but we weren't able to pick up in time for whatever reasons that it was. And again, we're so grateful for the growth. We're so grateful for the sacrifice, but that, especially as somebody who cares about fiscal responsibility, is not something that I can look at and feel okay at the end of the day. Even if you split, split the payroll budget cut evenly among the three, please imagine what it would be like if you lost $9,000 of your pay this year. To lose more than that in Orange County is a deep, deep sacrifice, and it's not something we can continue to do into 2020. So to sum it up here, we've cut the budget as far as we can, and in some places we cut it even farther than that, with several people, notably Michael and Ainsley, taking the hit. Now keep in mind, before we go into the 2020 budget, this is the low. i got to hit you with the low. You're not going to listen to the high if I don't hit you with the low. We have been amazingly blessed by God in 2019. We've had 12% net growth in attendance this year, even considering the members who have left. We've been blessed with incredible external gifts. Our new Following the Way of Jesus small group had an attendance of 50-plus in the fall, and lives are changing. We've had so many people come up for prayer on Sundays for the past two months that Alma has to come pull me to pinch hit. Our laundry and shower ministry is thriving, and we continue to make deep friendships in the community. We have a new building and a great rent, great rent relationship with our landlords. Our children's ministry has grown so big, I'm starting to wonder who keeps pumping these kids out. <laughs> the church council, and finally, the church council has a deep peace that God is continuing to be with our church. And regardless of what the financials say, we are so convinced, and every time we leave so encouraged, seeing how God is going to slay the giants that are in front of us. So the church council, and especially myself in, as treasurer, has no doubts in our mind that we can meet the call on us at this stage in our church. And in the following slides, I'll be explaining how we're going to meet this goal. So we'll stop, start by talking about the what needs we see in the coming year. Our 2020 budget is our first step. So next slide. One. Okay, uh, you'll see the slide, and I'll kind of point out some things on it. But to illustrate for you, what you'll see is you'll see this same thing as this. The top line compensation, uh, you'll see the largest increase, and all the others are very minimal increases. Um, in fact, in general and other, you'll see a decrease um, for the year. Uh, so we'll get a little more clarity on that when we can finally see it up on the screen. But our 2020 budget is our first step as a church to enter a season of newness, growth, and maturity. A group of people surrendered to Jesus who pulled together their resources out of love for the Creator and a desire to see our cities transformed. In order to do this, we still kept all other operating expenses as low as we possibly could while restoring pay for some of our staff and taking on new ones. This is the biggest step for us as a church because we have, praise God, a large congregation that is seeking the Lord and needs to be partnered with and discipled. In order to do that, we need to have our people freed up to be able to dedicate their time to seeking God's face and caring for you, the congregation. Now, this pay increase still puts every one of our staff under the average living wage in Orange County. 
We're grateful to have that they all have other income to su supplement them, but we still have a long way to go in order to see them fairly compensated for the large amount of hours each one of them contributes. This 2020 budget is the first step in that journey. We're still not there, but I promise we'll see it. <laughs> Besides this, we have some nominal increases in other categories for small groups and supplies for Sunday services. We were able to free up some money from our general budget last year as we had some minor remodeling and equipment purchases for our new space that we won't see again this, this year. This results in a higher monthly expense than last year, but not by much. Looking at my screen, it's about a $3,000 difference. Uh, when that shows up, I'll, I'll kind of just point out those things that I just shared. Um, almost done. Now we'll go into how we anticipate our giving to, uh, to meet this in the coming year. So this, is, uh, this, this slide, which we'll also run through, is the 2020 budgeted income slide compared to 2019. So I'll tell you, for internal giving, uh, on this slide you'll see a $55,000 increase. On outside contributions and support, you'll see a $15,000 decrease on what we're expecting. Uh, the other income line won't matter. So once you are able to see that, you'll notice a, a few things. One, external giving continues to go down. Uh, again, to reiterate, we're very blessed that we've had some external giving we can rely upon for this year. Uh, but the reason these people give, uh, give to us is because they want us to be, see us become a healthy and thriving church. Therefore, we will not expect more this year, but less. The big picture I want to leave you with is uh, internal giving needs to increase by $55,000. External giving is going to decrease by at least $15,000. Uh, that's the most important thing you'll see on this slide. Uh, so... Going back to external giving decreasing, to use a quick illustration, parents, if you want your kids to become self-sufficient but not fall on their face, you look for little ways to grow their responsibility over time. That's what's happening with us. We need to keep pulling back from the external giving because we've got to grow because we're all adults here. and We've got we to grow up into um, uh, mature people in the faith. And we're very grateful still for the external giving that our partners give us. So internal giving needs are going back up uh, for the first time in two years. Uh, so that's the $55,000 increase. The amount we need to increase is only to meet our budget. This means no extra income. We want to come out with a balanced budget for this year, so that's all we need. Now, before you get nervous about this number, let me tell you that this is not very much. And I know what you're thinking. Nate, not that much. $50,000 seems like a lot to me, so that's the top line right there. Uh, $55,000 seems like a lot to me. If it doesn't seem like a lot to you, take me out to lunch. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Um, but here's a couple of facts that I kind of want to bring up and, and, and really how attainable this is. And again, I do this for a living, so I, I, this is very attainable stuff that we're seeing here. So for number one, for each extra 1% that an individual in our church gives or that our church gives collectively of their income, we gain about $20,000. That means for that, those who tie 10% of their income, giving 11% collectively across the congregation yields $20,000. Giving 14% instead of 13% collectively yields $20,000. For every new fully employed individual that joins our church, we also yield about $4,000. There's a lot of combinations about how that gap can be bridged. To illustrate how it could be solved today, if everyone in the church right now were to increase their giving by 2.5% of their income, so from 10% to 12.5%, and don't get me wrong, I understand it's a sacrifice, but it's also just you acting in faith out of your response to God, we would have a fully balanced budget for the year. That's all it would take. And praise God that he has given us hope and a path to go forward, that we're not looking at a wall that we can't see the other side of. That is a mercy in itself, and praise God for that. 
But one other thing to mention, since we've already missed out on almost two months of giving this year, um, it'll even take a little more than that, uh, but we're, we're continuing to, to make way. So the biggest ask, and I'm so close to being done here, the biggest ask we have for our congregation in considering all of these facts is that each person would sit and ask God what he would have them give and how he would grow them through their act of giving, which is a spiritual discipline. Because we believe that God has us here and he wants us to continue on our journey as a church. So go to the last slide. This will be pretty quick, and then I'm going to hand it back off to Michael. I'm already going over my time. Uh, the last slide is to, to just illustrate what our course looked like over 2019 and what our course looks like for 2020, if nothing changes. In the top line, we have our 2019 monthly internal giving. Uh, so that's the same on both categories. We then subtract our monthly budgeted expense that we calculated on the previous slides, one of which you didn't see. <laughs> then we, the result is our monthly giving gap. Now, this isn't our full gap because we do expect to receive some external giving throughout the year. But this is the best we can do on our own right now uh, without that. Our cash at the beginning of the year is about $45,000. If nothing changes within us, we'll start to face some deep financial hardship in late summer of this year. To conclude everything I've been saying, the church council knows this is a sobering story, but we also want you to recall with us that we've been very candid about our financial realities. For the past two years at our annual budget meetings, we've mentioned how we've been moving into an austerity budget, how we've been making costs. This is the first time we opened up the hood and showed you what those costs really were. And honestly, they're deep hits that we just can't keep making. <clears throat> we've determined that we can't go on like this any longer. This is sobering again, but as a church council, we, we truly believe God is with us, that he has mo a lot more in store, and that if we all join together, we can close this gap. We truly believe that. And now I'm going to hand it off to Michael to share about other churches uh, in our situation. And again, if you have any other questions, we can talk about it afterwards. So, thank you. Nate, thank you so much, brother. Can you give me five, ten minutes? We good? Okay. If you need to leave, I get it. Uh, Nate, thank you so much. I was so lucid and hope-filled. And so just, again, on the one hand, uh, sobering situation. On the other hand... I have absolute confidence we can meet this together. Nate gave a couple of scenarios, and I also want you to let you know this is kind of, uh, unfortunately, this is kind of par for the course for church planning, um, for the best of church plants. Uh, the ones that struggle actually don't make it this far. We are in a very small percentage of church plants that make it this far. Um, um, and uh, so our, our mother church, Holy Trinity, even though it had, frankly, a celebrity pastor, it actually took them eight years to become self-sustainable in Orange County. Uh, they had a similar situation around year seven where they're looking at this reality and same situation Todd would at the year end, like I've been doing, beating every bush he has, trying to raise support to make up that gap. And he just realized, you know, we just, we need, this is the time. And so they had a kind of, a kind of come to Jesus moment like we are having today. And guess what? The church stepped up and they're, they're, they're going strong. Now, they're self-sustainable. And so my, my, one of the best church planners in our entire denomination, a friend of mine, Chris Sorensen, planted an amazing church in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Same exact situation, experiencing life and growth. Year seven, same thing. And he actually, he's worked himself so hard that he actually just had kind of, he just had, a, had like a, had a mental breakdown. And so he actually had to step back, but it was actually, that was the year when the church stepped in and it became self-sustainable. So I'd be like, this is our moment. This is the story God is writing. And I, and I have so much confidence uh, that, again, it, that this is so doable, so doable. Another way of seeing this, so I, I crunched some numbers. I just looked in uh, on Google. What is median household income in Orange County? Guess what? If we had only 30 average, not high income, 
average Orange County households, that could be a single person with a job, or it could be, you know, dual income, or it could be one spouse works, one, one, one's whatever. Uh, and, and so all we need is 30 average Orange County families to tithe to this church. We would meet our budget overnight. Overnight. And, 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 and the reality is we have way more than that in terms of people who call this church home. And I know some people struggle and whatever, uh, and I get that. But, but all, all we need is actually if, people, if we, everyone just gave, if everyone tithed, we, we, would, we would actually we'd be overflowing. If everyone tithed, we would be overflowing in money overnight. There's so much more ministry we could do. This is so doable. I guess, so, so really, again, this, this, it's, it's the invitation from God. Do we want that promised land? That, that, that is the invitation. That is the question uh, but before us. And, and uh, goodness, there's so much more I could share. Lord, what's most important here? Um, so much more. Uh, goodness. Sometimes I need to kind of, I do this every year, but kind of a theology of giving, because I, I know a lot of people haven't received teaching on this, but I would just tell you that this is uh, so central to our following of Jesus Christ. It's not, it's not peripheral, and, and, and um, it is so central. It's part of how we, and I can just tell you, one of the reasons I have so much faith, you, I hope you just could perceive the faith I have. The, one of the reasons I have so much faith in God is because I've actually done what he's told me to do. I've even, if that means sacrificial giving, and I've seen him meet my needs every single time. The one place in the Bible God says, usually he says, you know, testing God's usually a bad thing, but one place he says, test me in this, is in giving. He said, test me in this. My old uh, uncle, great uncle Wally, the most generous man I've ever met in my entire life, he gave 50% of his income to God every year, his entire life. His entire life. And he started dirt poor. And he, he would always say, you can't outgive God. He's got the bigger shovel. He, he was a farmer, so. <laughs> He's, he really does. I've seen that in my life. And so again, I, I just feel like this is not just, as I said, this isn't a crisis. This is an invitation to actually grow deeper in Jesus and, and, and grow in our confidence in his faithfulness uh, and, and his provision. Um, so much more I could share. So let me just get this real practical as we kind of try to land this plane here. Um, so we've created a, a handy little card here because uh, to help us form an intention. Here's what I know. You might have like something like a desire. Like let's say I desire to get in shape, but if I don't have any support, I don't have any structure, any tools to help me get there, I will not get in shape. Because I might think, yeah, that's great. But then it just kind of, that idea just kind of evaporates, right? And so, uh, so we're, we're, we're longing, we're seeking to, God, to step into this promise that God has for us. And, and so to help us form an intention to step into that promised land, if you, we've come up with a little, little card, and sorry if, if, if your eyes are bad and you can't read this font. Uh, you can get a magnifying glass, I guess. But, um, uh, but it, it says, into the promised land prayer card. And what this is, is just a tool to help us form an intention and to help us focus our seeking of God in the season. This is a season I'm inviting you to join me, to join Ansley, to join our leadership, and really seeking God, first of all, first in, in prayer, to really seek God for a breakthrough for this church. I have no doubt that that's what he wants to bring, to really seek God for, for, for a breakthrough through prayer. So it just says pray, commit to praying regularly for a breakthrough for our church. Uh, and so that's just a reminder there. Uh, as I was praying recently, I felt like I had a, a picture of Moses. And there's this amazing story, I might preach on this soon, but where it says that, that w- when this battle was raging, uh, I forget who they're fighting at that time, but it said when Moses' hands were raised in prayer, they were winning. When his hands dropped, 
they were losing. So there's actually some things, you might think, well, God's so sovereign. If he wants this, he'll just do it. No, actually, he has decided to partner with us. To partner with him means certain things that will only happen as a response to prayer. And so the call in this time is actually for us to raise our hands in prayer. Say, God, would you move among us? God, would you bring growth? God, would you bring your kingdom? God, would you bring financial provision for this church? And would you increase our faith, God? And would you teach us, God? Uh, and so that's, that's part of the invitation to pray. Uh, the second thing is to give. Nate talked about this, and really, um, I, I don't think it's, um, you know, it's, it's not a one-size-fits-all. Each of us, God has us in a different place, and so our invitation is for every single person here to seek God. Say, God, what are you calling me to? What are you calling my family to in this season by way of our financial giving? And some people will think, well, well, 10%, that's like a ceiling. Actually, no, biblically understood, just so you know. Uh, that that is actually the minimum, not the maximum in terms of giving. And there's scholars debate, you know, is there a percentage in, in the New Testament uh, for new covenant life? But all the, every theologian I've read, regardless of their answer to that question, would, would, would agree that actually that that's, just the, that, that's just the lower limit, not the upper limit uh, for what God calls us to. Uh, and, and because in the new covenant, we've received more grace, not less than in the old covenant. And therefore, uh, God expects us to, to press even deeper into generosity. So that, that's just really the invitation to seek God. Anzi and I do that uh, every, regularly, at least at the start of a year, but different times we touch base on that. Uh, but we're asking that you would ask him what he's calling you to in this season. Uh, by way of supporting financially the work of this church. Um, and, and some of you, I know, like you have a salary, and so you could say, okay, you might say God's feeling, okay, God's called me to commit to giving X amount per month. Some of you, maybe you're in real estate, and so you're commission-based. And so for you, it might not be an amount, it might be a percentage of, uh, you know, whatever your commission that you're gonna commit, uh, that, that, that I'm gonna use that, I'm gonna use that as, as an offering of worship and to support this kingdom work. And so it could be percentage. Uh, now, I know some of you, maybe you're in college, or maybe you're struggling, and you might think, well, what can I do? And it just feels like, you know, uh, but I, I want to let you know that even if all you can give is $20, that is actually significant. Because guess what? You just covered our communion supplies. $20, $40. You just covered the bread, the wine, the grape juice that helped us come into God's presence. Like that actually matters before God. And even that, uh, you might, again, you might dismiss it. No, actually that matters before God. And he will use that. And, and so the invitation for all of us is to ask God. And so some of us, I'm aware there might be some of us in this room who like you're already dug so deep that God might be saying, you know, there's nothing more I'm calling you to give. And that's okay. And so we just say thank you for those who've been with us in this journey. Thank you so much. Uh, some of you, you're giving, but God's invitation in this time is actually to give more. And that might require faith. And that's not a bad thing. That's, that's not a bad thing. You might have to make sacrifices. Some people in this church I know are eating out less or going to Starbucks less so they can give more to support what God's doing here. So there, there are all kinds of things that can happen. Uh, some of you, you you've never give, given before and maybe that's just you never had teaching on it. Uh, maybe you're in fear. I've had people confess to me they have so much fear around financial insecurity and even though they, they have money, there's just so much fear. And so again, like we talked about in the message today, that really that there's an invitation to actually to go there with God, to take that fear and bring it before the cross and say, Lord, I just, I just give this to you. Would you give me faith? Would you give me courage to trust you in this area? So, but the invitation for all of us is to, is to seek God uh, in that. And then, uh, I don't have time to talk about serving. Uh, it's less urgent. Um, but, and then the last thing is, Again, I'm a confidence with just the people we have who call this church home. You know, we average, you know, been averaging 110 on, on Sundays lately. We had, you know, 130 here, you know, a couple times recently, maybe today. Uh, and so I, I have no doubt, you know, we had 160 on Easter. I have no doubt, just the people who are here, we could meet this need like that. But we also do because our, our vision is not just to have a sustainable church. 
our vision is to reach a city, to reach a region. And so we also need growth to have, have the kind of the, the, the strength from which to have a base of operation to really reach a city, to reach a region. We actually need growth of more people in, in this to join us with this. So our, our, our final invitation is actually to seek God about who he would have you invite. And we're, we're, we're challenging, I'm, I'm gonna challenge you, I'm gonna challenge myself because I'm, I'm actually an introvert. I've got the heart of an evangelist, but I'm an introvert. And so that, that's actually hard for me. If I'm honest, I need the Spirit of God <laughs> to help me. And uh, to actually ask God, God, is there, can you bring to mind three people or bring me God into contact with three people in my life, maybe you meet them, maybe they're a neighbor, who knows, to invite to the church over the next three months or three, three households, three families, whatever. Uh, and if we do that, again, we could reach, again, if, if, if everyone did that and only a third of those people saw, guess what? We would have the critical mass when it was like we've got strength. You know, like we, we would be in, in such a, so again, we're, you have to understand, because sometimes you might think here, oh, like the church is here and the lights are on. And so, no, it's like, actually, we're, we're still stepping into the promised land. We're not fully there. And so that's what I want you to walk away with this sense. But there's this amazing invitation God has. And again, I just feel like, I want to be like Caleb. I, I want a front row seat to seeing God do what I can't do, to see God do amazing things. And that's the invitation, but that's going to require all of us playing our, our part, stepping in, saying yes to Jesus. And uh, again, I, I have nothing but excitement uh, as we go forward together. Uh, I know some have to go. I'm going to just close with a word of prayer, uh, and then we'll take a quick break. If anyone wants to stick around questions, anything, would love to chat, but let's just, let's just pray together. Lord, we thank you for you. We thank you for all the ways you're at work, God. And we just lay ourselves, we lay this church before you. And we, we pray, God, that you would do what only you can do. That you would bring just, we've, we've, you've already brought so much abundance, God, but we pray now for your abundance for our financial provision. We pray that faith would arise, that courage would arise, and that as we say yes to whatever you're calling us to, God, that you would just bring so much fruit through that, God. Lord, we bless your name. We thank you for all that you've been doing. And we just pray for more, God. More of you, more of your presence, more of your kingdom, more of your provision, more of your growth, uh, more of your transformation, God. We just offer these things to you, God. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Let's just take a couple minute break and then we'll have Q&A. Thanks, yeah. For God. All right, hey, we're going to gather together, and there's no pressure to stick around, and I don't even know if anyone has questions, but a few people are sticking around, so just in case. Um, <laughs> and to clarify, we're, we're talking about questions relevant to the discussion today, so if it's like a random theological question, and dinosaurs, and the age of the earth, or like, that's just not the time for this, that's cool, but that's another conversation. That's another conversation. So, so stump, the, stump the pastor, this is not stump the pastor. Um, um, so any, anything, are there any questions uh, related to what we've been talking about today that you would like to ask before we part? What was that? Yeah, Cindy, yeah. I just love to hear more about what Jonas and Jerry will be doing. Mm. <laughs> Woo-hoo! So it, it's a part, so I, again, it's a, a little bit TBD, but they're going to continue leading small groups. Uh, and, and really, they're, they're going to be assist, assisting pastors, so they're assisting me in the work of the church. And so, again, we're still figuring out how, how, how to divide all that up. But at the very least, uh, you know, they're going to be doing a lot more by way of pastoral meetings, uh, you know, and that kind of thing. Uh, I, I mean, I've got some ideas, but I don't know. I don't want to maybe put them in a box yet. We're, we're talking about, and I've got some wonderful ideas. And you just, they, these are amazing people. You have no idea, like, how 
gifted and their hearts for Jesus. And so all that to say, that will become clear. But there's anything like, you know, so we'll see the mower on front on Sunday because I want them in the mix. I want people to be, to know them and they're, you know, to maybe host the service or, you know, lead, I don't know, prayers of intercession or whatever. Um, but um, all to say, they'll, they'll be very involved and we're still figuring that out. But again, I don't want to put you guys in a box yet since we're still discussing. Anything you guys wanted to add to that? Or anything you guys wanted to say about anything? <laughs> No, I, I don't really need to say anything. Just, we're, we're just happy to serve. I, I think there's just a lot to do that could be serving. So we're just happy servants. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Is that Joel? Is that you? Okay. Mr. Joel. Yeah, just wondering in terms of um, cutting costs, in terms of free labor-wise, what are some things that we can do to help in that capacity? Wow. Fascinating. Um, well, I mean, yeah, in terms of serving, I, I don't, I, do you have any, we have to, I mean, I have to kind of have to think about that, yeah. Something Michael didn't get to in his talk was kind of the, the needs of church members stepping up. We talked about the band and things like that, yeah. helping out the children's church. And yeah, true. Ways in which we yeah, really true. Do, right. Not that we're unhappy to pay our staff, it's just, it really does help reduce costs if we have, yeah. we get an internally sourced um, help. Right. Okay, great. So I'll just add to that. And for just, I don't know if we're recording this audio, but um, and maybe not, but um, what was I going to add to it? Yeah, so for example, one area, yeah, it's clear that we feel like God's been uh, leading us to, to really try to invite more of a way of people volunteering with, with, our, with our kids. Now, I know not everyone's wired for that. Not, that's not everyone's sweet spot. Uh, but but, but there, there, there are many in our church who are, and sometimes it's hard because if you only have so many people serving, then, you know, if they're serving there and they can't serve here. So it can be tricky, uh, but our goal is over time to decrease our reliance on staff. And what's hard, because what, what we found with volunteers, oftentimes people, you know, at the last minute, hey, I'm going out of town or whatever, and so that can be hard because with kids, like, we have to have people there. It can't be like, you know, you don't have to have a greeter, but, like, literally, like, legally, we can't just have kids just kind of chilling, you know, <laughs> In the room, so there's like, a, there's so, so for us, um, that requires a certain size of pool to, to, to decrease staff, you know, um, you know, I know how it is, just last minute things happen, stuff, so all I have to say is that that's one area where that would actually help decrease our, bud, our, our costs if we have more people step in there, you know, and there are other areas, but that, that's one that comes to mind for so sure. So like a, lo- a long-term commitment. Yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah. In different areas of the church. Right, right. Um, is there a place where we can commit to that kind of thing or is that more like on an individual level just talking I think there's gonna be so much specificity for pe- individuals and their gift set or their passions and and their you know again let's just say uh just thinking off the top of my head I don't know if Lowell's here right now I think he stepped out but uh, you know like he's like a he's like a like a guru with like handy things you know and so like he's he's able not everyone can just you know fix that he fixed some deal with the door over here uh and 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 so it's like not everyone most people can't do that but like well, Lowell can do that, and, like, that's awesome, and he, like, painted that little yellow strip on our stairs so they're safe, and people see him and don't trip over them, and, you know, so, like, there are things like that, so, again, I would just say maybe if you have an idea, like, hey, this is, like, a, a kind of, like, a hidden talent, if you will, <laughs> if you're handy, you're, you're whatever, you're, you have a heart for children's ministry or uh, wh- whatever that is, you maybe just maybe note that on a connect card, give that to us, and that would help us know, like, oh, what do you know? You know, this is awesome, you know, but if we don't know, we, we don't know what we don't know, so, yeah. There's somebody who has a gift of juggling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. I have no idea. (laughs) 
Yes, Charity. Hi, thank you for that summary. And uh, my question was around missionaries in this church. Mm-hmm. Um, do we support any missionaries? And if not, are we looking to do that? Maybe like a first step? Great, great question. We have in the past. So even though we've never been self-sustainable, and even though I've never been uh, adequately compensated and, and uh you know, and, and, and others are in that position as well. Uh, we have in the past done a lot by way of supporting church fans. We've supported some missionaries. Uh, and where we are today is that we are so far from that that that's not even a possibility. Unfortunately, our heart is that. We want to get, get there. But again, uh, I, I, I receive zero salary, you know, right now, uh, aside from a, a generous housing allowance. Ansley's serving completely pro bono. Uh, overseeing our children's ministry. Paul and Alma took pay cuts. And so again, we're, we're just like a ways from that. But we want to get back there because we do have a heart for the nations in addition to local ministry as well. And so we want to get there, but we're just, we're just not there right now, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, Tam. Yeah. I just want to say I appreciate everything in Divine Church has done as far as the laundry and shower ministry. Mm-hmm. And they're doing a really good job. Oh, thanks, Tam. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Tam. Yeah, Marcia. I do have a question that's sort of been in my mind for a while. I mean, substantially, the laundry shower ministry is blessed to be self-supportive and right. hasn't been needing to take money from the church. Right. However, I know that just our presence here, it requires more maintenance time. It requires more time from Paul. Um, he has to go and you know go to the bank for us and um, and then the accounting costs, because there is a separate accounting for mm-hmm. our budget. And mm-hmm. I have no idea if there's a way to quantify that. But I, my goal has been and continues to be that the ministry would in no way be a drain on this church. Mm-hmm. This, the ministry is to be a blessing, to unite people. Um, as I can't even tell you how many people from this church serve in some way. And the unifying force that is, and I want that to be a gift to the church and not to be a drain. So I'm just curious if there's any way to quantify what it takes for the church to support the ministry. Let's pass the mic to Nate. This is a Nate. I, I think that's that's a great heart. Um, two things come to mind. I'll keep it really quick uh, about that. One, the the drain really like the allocation of resources is not um, very excessive. Uh, I mean, Paul's salary, for example. So every hour he works is an hour that he's working, and it's something we want to compensate him for um, fairly. But like direct things, even accounting costs, it's very minor. Uh, and maintenance on the church. The other thing, too, the second point that I think is also important is this is really kind of our direct ministry as a church, and this is one way that we really want to give. So whatever the drain is, I think, and I'd have to discuss with the rest of council, but I I think generally we're like, we, it honestly, it's more of a gift to us to just make sure that we are giving um, to that ministry because that is, like, it's our biggest arm into the community outside of our church um, services. Right, Um, right. And so I think that's, that kind of covers. We, we can talk more if we need to, but I don't anticipate it, it would alleviate very much right, um, right. in the best way. Well, well said, Nate. Yeah, I would say, yeah, I would agree. Like, this is not something that's like an add-on. Like, this is integral laundry shower. Like, that's integral to our church. So this is not an add-on. So we don't, I, I, you know, again, I, I wouldn't think of it as this is a drain in any way at all. Like, this is just central to 
what God's called us to. And actually, our heart is, is to actually to do more by way of even financially from, from the general budget, actually, to flow into laundry shower ministry. So, and Marsha, with the laundry shower, but too, has had to rely on this manna from heaven, and it keeps coming, praise God. But wouldn't it be nice if we're not always having to wait around and say, God, when's the manna going to drop? You know, we can just have this sense of confidence, like that we're so well-funded that just as the ministry can just, we can have so much peace of mind in that. So, yeah, thank you, Marcia. Is that Joel? Oh, Joanna? Um, so, we've talked a lot about tithing and everything. So, this is more of a comment than it is a right. question. Right. Um, for us, like, part of the reasons why we're, like, fearful of tithing is probably because of the... Um, like, oh, are we going to, we forget sometimes. And then the other thing is because of um, the like overwhelming, oh my gosh, I'm literally going to give like $6,000 into the, you know. So for us, one of the, one of the practical ways that we've been trying to tithe better is by um, whenever we get a, uh, like a pay stub or something, we immediately, we're already taking a picture of it and like depositing, right? We could just go from there. And then it's instead of like 6,000, it looks like, oh, $6. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, six dollars, right. and and I think I really value what um, what you were saying that the idea isn't to tithe when we feel good because otherwise we'll, we're never going to do that. You know, so for us, it's it has been a way of learning how to be more generous and more loving and more Christ-like. Um, Praise God. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I I wonder if that would be like a more practical way for other people, like Great. teaching how to practically. Great. Um, tithe well instead of like okay oh my gosh this looks like a lot of money I'm putting in and same with your exercising um, thing when you when you want to exercise you're not going to all of a sudden run a marathon right it's the idea of okay how do we start doing little steps and you know paycheck today $62 awesome (laughs) you know yeah amen thank you Joanna such a good point and I, I do hope to do some more teaching on financial stewardship sometime soon. But really, that's so biblical. The Bible says we have to give our first fruits. That doesn't mean like, hey, if I've got anything left over after I've spent, you know, everything else, and maybe there's a little loose change. That's actually, no, the, right off the top for me, when I get a paycheck, that first 10% right off the top, that is God's. That is not mine. Now, over and above that, they might say sometimes, you know, God might lead me to do more or whatever. But for me, that, that's how I view it, like just right off the top. But I think that's so helpful that, that, that yeah, it's a doable or it makes it less intimidating when you approach it that way. So that is such a great, uh, such a great example. Thank you, Joanna. Yeah, yeah. Michael. Um, oh, Debbie. Debbie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just was thinking about what Charity had asked about um, missions, and I'm so grateful that even though we don't have a lot of funds for that, that the Lord has provided a natural mission for us through the laundry shower. Right, right. That this is a huge mission, right. and we're doing it with our own blood, sweat, and tears, right. um, and rather than the cash, you know. Right, right. Um, so that's that's really sweet. Amen. You know, Amen. it's kind of like when we give our kids money to put in the plate as we right. pass it. You know, right, God's right. allowing us right. to feel like we're really. Um, supporting a mission, uh, and we're doing it with our own. You also had mentioned earlier, um, about 45 minutes ago, if 30 people could give um, their um, tithe, that we could have this. Were, Were you assuming, like, given the average income and people giving 100% or, or carrying on as whatever is coming in right now, tight, just making that a monthly or weekly giving. Great. So, yeah, that was just an example of how this is doable. So I just said, per example, if I looked up on Google, what is median 
Orange County household income. So that could be someone who's a, a single person who's employed, or that could be uh, that could be some, you know, again, it could be a couple, and whether one or both are employed, or what, whatever the situation is. You take the average median uh, Orange County uh, income, and if you just, if, 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 if we had 30 of those families, and again, I know not everyone, some are below that, some are above that, but let's just say that's, let's just say that's representative, because that's the statistics, um, that uh, it would only take 30 of those households tithing to the church to meet our budget overnight. Yeah, but how much tithing? So, so let's say ten percent of the tithe. 10%. By tithe, I mean a literal okay. tithe. It's a, a literal ten percent of income. So, yeah. so to okay. clarify, biblically, tithe comes from a Hebrew word, which means a tenth, and okay. the idea is that a tenth of your income. Uh, and and so now you can, uh, you know, above that, that'd be considered an offering in technical language. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's I guess okay. just to clarify my terms. Yeah, thank you. I was trained as a philosopher. I was trained better than this, Dave. So, so thank you for the clarification. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else? This isn't a question. It's it's a statement. Um, I know that we have said thank you, but I really want to thank you for stepping back thank and you. letting other people step in. Thank you. Because we really want you to be healthy for a lifetime. Amen. And so, thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Jeannie. Thank you for your heart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Anyone else? Just one last one or two before we break. Yeah, Marcia. Follow up on Jeannie, because I can't let Jeannie have the last word. (laughs) (laughs) The last laugh, always, but no. Um, I've said this before, but, you know, when I came to this church and I was looking for people where, you know, God, show me where the people are who love the poor. And vision trickles down from the top. And if I didn't have a shepherd and a pastor like Pastor Michael, we couldn't do what we're doing. Um, And whatever it takes for your family and your ministry as a pastor to thrive, we need to that to happen. So, yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you, Marcia. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. One last anything. Question, comment, praise. Going once. Going twice. Bill. All right, Bill. Just along those lines, um, I don't know if anyone else mentioned it, but I've just noticed that Ansley has been in more services, and I'm just like pumped for you guys Thank you. that you get to share that Thank time you. together as well. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bill. All right. Well, hey, um, Greg. Okay, Greg. Depends on your d- definition of possibility. We're just, we're just going to go there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> if omnipotence includes the power to do that which is logically impossible, then yes. Because he could create a, a rock so big he couldn't carry, and then he could go ahead and lift it. So, anyway, so, so I just had to let the geek out a little bit. So, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, we just went off the rails here. <laughs> I love you guys. I love, no, actually, it, it is such an honor um, 
to, to be the pastor of this congregation. It, it is. Uh, is it hard work? You better believe it. But it is such an honor because, again, I get front row seats to God, see God do amazing things over and over. And I get to journey with such amazing people. Like, honestly, like one of my, as the small groups this season, one of my takeaways has just been, wow, I can't believe I get to journey with these people. It's such a wonderful, amazing people. So it's, a, it's an honor and privilege to journey with you. So thank you for your friendship, your, your partnership in the gospel and, and what God's doing. And uh, just thank you. So, thank you. Lord, we love you. Lord, we just entrust all these things to you. Would you guide and lead? Would you provide? We trust you. We say yes and amen. Thank you, God. We love you. And uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.